Good evening and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. It's Sunday, June 12th, 2022, and we just want to welcome you in. We want to thank you for being supporters and listeners of the Peculiar Podcast. Um, This evening, we're going to talk about something that I might have talked about before, but God definitely laid it on my heart this week um, to go forth and share about. It's called self-control. Self-control, something that we as people and humans definitely need to have to work and function in the kingdom of God. Um, We're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us with that and how God had put that out there for us to use and to help us better ourselves in Christ. So we're going to talk about self-control. We're going to read scripture. I think we have four scriptures from Proverbs. Two of them are from Proverbs, Galatians, and then 1 Timothy. So just hold on to your hats, get comfortable in your seat, and we'll pray. Then we'll go through the scripture, and then we have some definitions, and then we'll get right into it. So again, thank you for stopping by and listening, and get your pen and your pad ready if you want to write some things down, or just take it in without. Grab your coffee or your juice, whatever it is, and just come along for this ride. So as always, let us start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us. We're in a thanksgiving mode, and we just want to give thanks to you for all you've done. Lord, just watch over us through this week, through the rest of this month, and through the rest of this year that we continue to glorify you and edify the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, without him, we, would be any, we wouldn't be anything. So we want to thank you for that also. We want to thank you for those that are locked up right now, Lord, that just need to recognize you in the pardon of their sin. Those that have, Lord, bless them and let them share it with others. We want to thank you for them. Lord, we ask for prayer for those that are in nursing homes. Lord, those that are in hospitals that have nobody to visit them. Lord, send somebody by and let it be your Holy Spirit and your angels, Lord, just to check on them and let them know that somebody cares. Lord, and just go to our jobs and wherever we are in our places of affliction and life, Lord, and let us trust and depend on you for all things. Lord, just let this lesson of self-control penetrate the hearts and minds of those who listen and hear that they might want to change the way that they're doing things and it be led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, conviction is key and we know that the Holy Spirit can convict our hearts, minds, and souls. Um, Let us just go forth doing your work and your will each and every day. Lord, we want to thank you for the time again. We want to thank you for your presence, your protection, your peace, and your provision. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So again, we're talking about self-control. And I said we have several um, scriptures that we're going to read. And we're going to be reading this week from the New Living Translation. Something about the wording in this gets me giddy and hyped. Um... I didn't used to read it too much, but I've recently delved into that, 
And the New Living Translation kind of brings and paints the picture for us on these verses. So without further ado, let's go. The first scripture is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. And it says, Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And that was Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Next is Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. And it says, A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. And that again was Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Next is the book of Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And it's a popular passage. It says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, verse 23, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And again, that was Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Finally, we move over to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, and it says, So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must be able to teach. Again, that was 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Next, we have definitions that we will see throughout these scriptures. And the first one is the word patient. And it means to, it means able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. And that's the word patient. Next is the word self-control. It's the ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. And that's the word self-control. Next is the word law. And it's the body of divine commandments as expressed in the Bible or other religious text. And that's the word law. Next is the word leader. That's the person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. And that's a leader. Next is the word reproach. And it means the expression of disapproval, disapproval or disappointment. And that's the word reproach. And finally is the word reputation. And it's the beliefs or opinions that are generally held about someone or something and that's the word reputation so let's get right into the word um, again we're talking about self-control and we just want to share with you and hopefully you get something out of this and are able to share it with someone else now something that I feel that is not talked about much or often is self-control itself and this in layman's terms is the ability to control ourselves as people 
during different situations and circumstances in life. So there could be many things going on, but how we handle it um, shows our ability or level of self-control one way or the other. Self-control in our world could solve a whole lot of issues we see on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's from arguments and fights to this and that and the other. So on a daily basis, if we could control ourselves as people, things might be a lot better in this world. Matter of fact, they would be a lot better in this world. Um, this deals with things such as our attitudes, uh, fits of rage and anger, how we deal with others, and many more things, as I said. Something personal I will share is that I had to learn how to curb my anger and not lash out at others um, when doing something or people approached me. So I had to relearn that and it was something, it was hard at first, but I always told myself that I needed to be slow to anger just as the Bible states. And I'm definitely not perfect, but it was something that I saw in myself that I needed to grasp a hold of. And that was my way of looking at my self-control and how I needed to fix it. I needed constant reminders and the help of the Holy Spirit to gain self-control over that area in my life. Now, that's just one area of my life where I felt that self-control needed to be better. Now, even though it got better and better, I would still find myself getting mad about silly stuff. And I needed to curb that also. So with the help of the Holy Spirit, that was taken care of. And there's times I still get a little perturbed, but God has gave me a memory to remember how that made me feel and how I should be feeling instead of letting these things get to me. Like I said, they were silly things. And I had to ask for forgiveness a lot. And I had to repent to God um, just for my anger. And with God's help, I began to be able to control that anger and smile more and more and more. Now that I've said a little bit about me, what is something in your personal life that you need to gain and have self-control over? Is it anger? Is it being money hungry or wanting to have money all the time and just spending habits? Um, is it being sexually addicted to people and just having a sex drive that God needs to step in and curb? Is it overeating? Is it um, not working out? Is it learning patience? What do you think you need to ask God for help with in the area of self-control? Now, so many people think, hey, I don't need to worry about self-control. Wrong, we all do. In a real sense, we all as humans need to do a spot check and see where we can do better as people, where we could do better in checking ourselves and checking our self-control. My pastor says all the time that we all have a vice and that it is that one thing that no one knows that we need to learn to have and gain self-control over. 
to be real, self-control is led by the Holy Spirit, and it will help us be sane in our dealings each and every day. We need to alone come to the Holy Spirit and allow it to lead us and comfort us and guide us as God left it here for it to do. Um, too many times we block our own blessings through the Holy Spirit because of the lack of self-control and trying to do it all by ourselves. We can't do anything alone. We have to have God leading and also the Holy Spirit who he has provided for us. Having self-control will get us back into check when we go and step out of line and do something that we know we shouldn't be doing. We know goodness well we have a spouse and a family and we're trying to do dirt. God doesn't like that. That's ugly. That's ugly. We have to have a great amount of self-control. The vows that you took between you and your spouse were also taken with God in a covenant marriage. Stop and think about that. So if you're one that's out here trying to cheat or do what you're trying to do, gain some self-control, my brother or sister. Gain some self-control. I know when I took my vows, I meant it. And I meant every bit of it. And I love my wife. So have control over anger also. Have that self-control over anger. You don't have to beat some down, someone down all the time or beat somebody up. You need to switch it up and pray for them. That's the more mature thing to do anyway. Or when you just get paid, you don't have to spend it all in one, one or two places. Um, you need to spread it out. Exercise some self-control and become a good steward over what God has blessed you with. That's a blessing. And we have to learn that and understand it. What God blesses you with, he entrusts to you to be a good steward over. Now, and also, instead of arguing all the time, we need to chill. We need to chill and learn to be patient with other people. Patience is a virtue, is what my mom and grandma always said. We need to learn to be patient. That, too, is exercising self-control. So, if you didn't know, now you know, baby, baby. God wants us to be in control of our actions being led by the Holy Spirit. It's his Holy Spirit. So we need to try it out. Amen. So think about that when you think about self-control and how you can handle situations and do better, be it from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. God's entrusting us and counting on us to do the right thing. Now, let's take some time and check out the scriptures because I could talk all day on this subject of self-control. So we might as well get to the scriptures. I've took up a good amount of time already, but let's look in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, where it says, it is better to be patient than to have power or be powerful. By this statement, a person works their self-control. Patience will, will keep you sane and earn respect, whereas power or it, it, it could lead to or it could cause a mess. So you want to have 
that patience, that self-control, having power all the time isn't necessarily a great thing. Some people mess that power up. Now, the rest of the verse says it's better to have self-control than to conquer a city. In that, I see self-control being laid back versus busting through and overtaking things. So work that self-control and be patient as you're called to do. Now, in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, it says a person without self-control is like a broken down walls in a city. So it's again best to have self-control than to be torn down. So let's build up that self-control and not tear down those walls or tear people down and others down and have that self-control to humble ourselves and show ourselves mighty and strong through the Holy Spirit. Next we go in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 and it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit right here. It's talking about the fruits of the Spirit. It explains that the Holy Spirit brings good fruit. So we always want to have good fruit. We don't want the bad fruit. We want to prune that bad fruit like we're talking about and get into the good fruit and have the good fruit which God has set forth for us. Self-control is one of these good fruits. Um, it says there's no law, which means there's no penalty for walking and living in these ways. So God wants us to attain self-control. It's a good fruit. It's something that's fruitful for our lives. And when we do that, we can prosper. God gave us the Holy Spirit to help us in that and to guide us and lead us in that self-control. We can't do it by ourselves, but with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit, we can make it happen. Hallelujah. So work that good fruit, work on good fruit, give good fruit. And when you see bad fruit, try to correct it or help correct it. Not in a hasty or angry, angrily way or being angered, but to show love and affection, meekness and kindness, the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Finally, in first Timothy chapter three, verse two, it talks about a leader in the church having a life that is not disappointing, having a life that is upstanding, having a life that is doing things in the ways of the Lord. The man, it says, has to be faithful to his wife. So if you're not being faithful, brother, get it in check right now. You got to be faithful to God first, then to your wife. So fix it. Don't be out here shucking and jiving, doing what you want to do, thinking you're all powerful and you're all knowing. That's God. Get yourself correct. Humble yourself before the Lord or he's going to get you. Now I want to see that happen to people. God loves us, but he will correct us. He's a God of wrath also. So man, you have to be faithful to your wife and you have to exhibit self-control so be able to control yourself from your temptations your so-called wants and do what god gave you the needs in your life in your relationship with your wife and with your children don't be that guy that's out here running around telling people the wrong things and you got a wife at home get home to her brother next it says he must live wise. So you got to be smart about some things. You got to have knowledge of some things. But wisdom is key. You got to be wise. 
and have a good reputation among the people. So if your reputation's bad, that's already a strike against you. If you're not being wise, that's another strike. And if you have a wife and you're not being faithful and you're not exercising self-control, you're definitely out of line. You're out of order. And God said he wants things done decent and in order. So get it in check, Chuck. You feel me? Last but not least, he has to be able to entertain guests. But even more important, he has to have the ability to teach. So you have to have an open house. And that's hard sometimes because sometimes we want it to ourselves. But God said, be open. He's open. Jesus was open. So we got to be open. Even if it irks us a little bit, pray about it. Show that self-control, show love, and invite people in. And then finally, you have to be able to teach. So that means teach others, teach your wife, teach your kids, and whoever's around. You have to have that ability to be able to communicate with others. Teaching is something that, again, you're communicating with somebody to give them the fruits of what God has placed out here. So you want to give them good fruit. You don't want to give them bad fruit and show them a way that's confusing to them because that's of the devil. So get in control. Have some self-control. Pull up your bootstraps. Get in line and do it correctly. God's calling for us to do that in these last days. So it's important that we gain self-control. We study about it. We share about it. And we move forward with it. Have that ability to teach. Don't shy away from it. Show love, meekness, kindness, and affection. Be gentle. And it's all things that we all need to work on. Nobody's perfect but Jesus. So with that said, gain some self-control, brother or sister. Gain some self-control. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this lesson on self-control, Lord. It struck me first, Lord, and I thank you for that, that I was able to share it with your people. Lord, just give them wisdom, as you said in this text, to be able to do the right things, to discern and be right and do things decent and in order. Lord, if they're out of line, Lord, whip them till they get in line. Lord, and that's me also. Lord, just get us to the point where we're serving and pleasing you and not man. Lord, we thank you for all opportunities. We thank you for your love, your kindness. Lord, the gestures of provision and care and just providing for us each and every day. Lord, we lift you up. We magnify your name and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast. We hope that this lesson on self-control helps somebody to gain that self-control and look to the Holy Spirit and know when to stop, when to go, and when to listen and hear the word of the Lord. So if that's you, God bless you. God keep you. I hope you get it right. Um, we're just thankful that we could share this. We're thankful that it goes further. And these scriptures are rooted deeply in God. It says all scripture is out there for us. All scripture is, is for the good of God's people. We need to delve into that, tap in, and be more Christ-like. We say we follow Christ. That's why we call ourselves Christians, that we have to do what Jesus did. Amen. So pick up your cross and follow him. Until next time, as always, God loves you, and so do I, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you, and God keep you. Have a great week. Amen.